0: Welcome back to Keeping It Real, the second part of the interview with Jack. We had a momentary pause, my system overloaded and shut off the recording almost exactly at an hour for the last episode. So now we pick back up right where that pause happened and the discussion was on nerds taking over the world. Let's continue. Okay, so we are back. There was a malfunction and the system overloaded and booted us off for a second. But we were talking about nerds. And what I was going to say is nerds will take over the world. Why do I think nerds will take over the world? Because they're motivated. Usually they suffer severe PTSD and trauma at the hands of bullies. And it makes them very driven in many cases. So they either turn out to do something phenomenal with their life, like you know people like steve jobs and bill gates and elon musk and all sorts of other super nerds i mean uh, who's the guy at amazon uh, uh jeffrey bezos jeffrey bezos i mean look at these guys they're complete freaking nerds somebody bullied them somebody dunked their heads in the toilet he's a younger person somebody slapped bezos. their books out of their hands somebody uh chased them home from school um You know, all the typical bully shit, lock them in their locker. Amazon struggled to make it just selling books for about the first five, (laughs) six, seven years that they were open, I think. Yeah, now the nerd's the most richest person in the universe, so... (sighs) They were the next Google, basically, as far as anything to do on the open marketplace. And I think that's very interesting because lots of the jockey cool guys and girls that were super popular in school... And it's not just from our place, where we grew up and went to school. I've noticed lots of people say this. The ones that are the most promising, the most beautiful, have the you know, whatever they're the coolest kids at school at that period of time. Lots of those that are in those groups turn out to be nothing in life, and it's the or nerds they, who they turn live out average, mediocre lives too. There's a lot of them that do better than. But they have, have the high hopes. Like everybody thinks they're going to turn yeah, into turn an actor, a politician, a big business person, something like that, and they turn out to be nothing. Well, people get to a certain point in life, and then they trade in their dreams for just, hey, I'm going to be okay, just doing this, and I'll just be okay. And they want something that's comfortable that they know that they can rely on yeah there's nothing wrong with that that if that's what makes you happy but if if not then you're just selling yourself and your dreams short I believe every single person has something inside them they love to do yeah, or just a predestined purpose that you were designed to fulfill. Maybe you love and are great at talking to people. Maybe you love and are great at coding computers. Maybe you love and are great at playing the guitar. Maybe yeah. you love and are great at construction. It doesn't make a difference what it is. It's just find that, if that passion that's your, and go after Yeah, it. if that's your passion, then I believe you're supposed to be going after it. And that's what you were designed to do. And a lot of people give up in comfort, like you said, because they find out that, well, you know, I get by doing this job. I'm comfortable. I ask with anybody this life. that made a million dollars if they hadn't ever failed before and how much failure it took for them to succeed. And, and just like I is. said, they these kind of people get comfortable and they don't want to take a risk. They don't want to take a step outside their comfort zone. So they'll never know what they could possibly do to be the greatest version of their self in this life before they passed. How they can make the most significant impact on other people. The only and, difference in the millionaires and the people that settle for mediocre is the people that are the millionaires decide, you know what, I'm not going to quit and I'm going to be tenacious and I'm going to keep drilling after this thing, even if it takes me doing it for 10 years to figure it out. And then they finally boil everything down to to where it's, you know, easy enough for them to digest. And that's like all of a sudden a light bulb goes on and they figure it out and then success follows that hard yeah, work is going to persevere over someone that just sits back and dreams every time Dreaming's great but you got to take action to make it happen action you got to be accountable for your actions that's just part of life it's, and i always say this like in action there's emotion and in emotion the word has motion so it all means yep. mo- movement you can't stay stagnant you can't sit still it's true with so many different things in life too there's a, there's a real parable there. Yeah, it's a universal principle. It doesn't matter where, you, where you're at in the world, what you're doing. I mean, it's just these rules sometimes are just always true no matter what. They just, it's a standard. It's a rock solid standard. It doesn't matter if you just live by it, if you let it guide you, some of these principles like the ones we're talking about you can apply them and you can see fantastic amazing things kind of like you talking about the secret well the secret is not just you saying i visualize a million dollars it is coming to me i am getting rich i am richer every day i you know <laughs> positive affirmations and all this visualization bullshit. And it's not going to happen. you got to do something. It's not going to come to you unless you do something to make it come to you. It's not going to just fly into your freaking mailbox. Yeah, that's right. There's got to be action behind the words. It's not just praying for it or waiting for it to happen. It's, it's doing that, but then also saying, you know what? You're going to have a take charge kind of attitude with it, and you're going to go for your opportunity, whatever that is. I believe visualizing is part of it. Saying it, yes, that's cool, but then that should start getting the part of your brain, the reticular activating system, working to where you start seeing openings, you start seeing doors, you start seeing networking possibilities, you start seeing things you were missing because your brain's an elimination device. It tries to make you forget about most of the shit that you're it paying tell attention you to. you what's easy and comfortable, and try to get you to go for that every time. You're well, your brain is a survival mechanism. Survival is in comfort. It's that's the heart- easiest way to keep you alive is in comfort, not taking risks. It's your, it's nature's way of hardwiring your body to be a certain way about things. Yeah. yeah. So nerds rule in the world. It seems like that's the way it is. Nerds will rule the world. That's one take on it, anyway. That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> Well, in our uh, brief intermission, um, since the system crashed, we had a freaking phenomenal meal. We ate steak, asparagus, sweet potatoes, sweet potato fries, and we bashed out the ending with cheesecake. Don't don't forget we had a good mixed green salad with some sprouts and... Seaweed and pistachios in it, and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we had a fantastic dinner. Yeah, even. G cooked up an awesome dinner, and me, Jack, Evan, and G, we all sat down and had a great dinner. It was freaking awesome. It's taking everything I got not to fall asleep right now. It's like cheesecake coma. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens so, I when mean, you eat three people. That, that eating a lot of meat too. Three pieces of cheesecake will knock most people up. I think I had about twelve ounces of. of steak whatever kind of steak that was sirloin whatever it was that's yeah. pretty heavy too because red beets hard to digest it's probably the one of the toughest things i would say maybe if not the toughest thing for your body to digest i um, love it because it's it's it, a it's, way to ignite your metabolism, though, It is, is and it's good to give your body satiety and keep you from feeling like, oh, I'm still hungry, or oh, I need something yeah. else. Especially after the way we just ate. Your body's crap. working so hard to digest that crap, it's like, hey, we don't need anything else right now. We're going to digest this good protein here. It may, be, <laughs> it may be noon tomorrow or something like that before your body says, I want anything else. Yeah, it'll get turned into a brick at some point. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, a a nice little s- food, baby. Steak and cheesecake brick. lob it at the toilet at like (laughs) 50 miles an hour (laughs) so heavy it just goes straight down the toilet (laughs) yeah just don't blow my toilet up before you leave oh no I'm not going to have a Dave Chappelle moment on you. Don't worry. Nuclear diarrhea. Mud butt. Remember when he came flying off the toilet about six feet? In the yeah, end? in slow motion. <laughs> and then he just, just goes flying off the toilet in slow motion. That was great. This is this is funny in regular motion, but here it is in slow motion. Everything's funnier in slow motion. <laughs> that was a good skit. He had the best skit show ever. In my opinion, he, that he is creamed adjusted. Saturday Night Live so hard, and some of the old Saturday Night Live stuff from the 70s, 80s, and 90s was really good. But I'm just kind of wondering now because they just released it on Netflix. It's older, and we have this real touchy me-too and cancel culture kind of generation going on. Are they going to accept his radical sense of humor? He's, he's been working independently doing stand-up now for years and just recently got back on to doing TV in the last couple of years after his contract expired. I'm just saying the old, Central, so. the old Chappelle show that we grew up on has just been released on Netflix. Sure. So, you know how very sensitive people are now with him doing his racial commentary yeah, and skits igno- stuff. Sure. I wonder if people are Everybody mad. wants to be a crybaby about it and then they don't like it and instead it's like just don't watch it if it offends you. you I laugh choice. when he paints his white face. He does white face and he like mocks white people. The racial the and all and Yeah, yes. I've seen it all too. Yeah, we've watched it about a hundred times. I don't care. Seasons, he makes fun of everybody. He makes fun of Japanese, Chinese, James whites. stories with Charlie Murphy were the absolute best yeah, That's Charlie Murphy. Down. and he did that one about Prince even too. him and Charlie Murphy did where Charlie Murphy was telling the story and narrating everything oh, Absolutely. That was great some of the greatest Prince's, Prince and his little gay buddies and their uh Blouses or Slam Dunking and shit over him and Charlie Murphy and after they whoop his ass and call game, they go (laughs) they go fix him up pancakes. He's like, come on, bitches, I'll make you some pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) Good shit. Oh yeah, it was you know Charlie Murphy and then of course the black the black the black leader of the ku klux klan the grand dragon is blind and leonard bigsby doesn't know that he's a black man that's leading the ku klux klan from an orphanage for white kids and he's the only black kid and doesn't know he's black yeah there's just so much irony in that story it's so ridiculous well it's just it's and it's made to be that way on purpose he that's what makes his humor just so brilliant he touches on things that other people are terrified to do right and he doesn't cut his self or his race any slack. He throws them under the bus just as much as he does everybody oh, yeah, else. Yeah, making slack so kids. I think that's kind of what made everybody okay with it. It's like, hey, he's not just making fun of us. He's making fun of everybody the same. If, you, if so, you can't laugh at yourself, if you can't laugh at something, and you got to take everything seriously, you are never going to get through this life. That's a great way to endear yourself. Endear yourself to someone is by using self-deprecation. But there's there's places where you can go where you're overdoing it too and he knows how to just ride right on that line and skirt the line just better than anybody He did for me there was never anything i took offense to it was all so freaking fun. when that show came out i i would bet you money that there was hardly anybody that disapproved of it and the people that didn't didn't make a stink about it they just didn't, didn't watch, it. watch it you know that's that's what you should do if you don't like it don't watch it it will offend you if you let it yeah for sure it's a whole new generation it's coming out for now and it's so old it's just like, uh we'll see what happens, the but the younger generation is just taught from birth to be soft. It's like they don't they don't know how to handle anything anymore. It's it's a cry baby generation. Wham about this and wham about that. It's like it's like you have, have the a right. right to complain if it hurts your feelings. You should stand up and say something. Yeah, for if it's a personal attack on you or a blatant disregard, you know, for like. But it's not. That's me. what I'm saying. It's it's people are taking it like it's a personal blow or like. They're cutting down gay culture or black culture or white culture, or whatever it is. Japanese, loves company and Asian, they're, they're culture. miserable in their life, and, and it's they like find you a know make what? Everybody miserable with them. That's we all, every culture has tropes about them. That's funny. That's unique to that culture. And if we can't laugh about it and go, you know what? That is unique to that culture, and it's funny just to kind of have a laugh and make fun of it. Get sure. over it. I don't care. Well, I don't mind being called cracker and. Uh, Him being the white news guy anchor and talking like a white man, real sophisticated and whatever he does, I don't know that stuff bothers me. It cracks me up, man. Yeah, it's it's not to be racially in anybody's face. It's just for humor, pure and simple. Yeah, I'm hard to offend though. I I mean, I I like I like to think that I am, but if I get offended, well, if somebody talks about your mama, yeah, or your daddy. Well, my dad I'd get upset about <laughs> you get sad you get sad if somebody talked bad about mama too uh, I don't know I haven't I'm not there so I'm not there yet I don't know dad for sure it's like I don't but you know I, I love my mother sure yeah I love all my family but it's I don't know we just we haven't really exactly had the closest relationship like most a mother and son would or whatever she wasn't really involved in our life a lot growing up so it's, it's just it's, course it's kind of evolved I, the way that it is now and it's and it works and I we grew up without a mother a we had her. dad yes. and grandmother raising me and jack here so um yes i do know her now not nearly as close as you do but it would be hard for me to find serious offense with somebody making jokes about my mama some people would be like, You better shut your mouth about my mama. Well, no, I ain't gonna feel that way. So. But if somebody started saying something horrible about our dad, eh, I'd probably wanna shut him up because uh, I hold be him good. in such high regard and have such high respect for what a great man he was. Talk about a man, then this is not just saying this because this was our father. Somebody that most had, people were biased, but somebody that had integrity, had good morals, good character, and was just a, a, he gracious, a great standard. Gracious, God loving human being. I mean, just, you know, anything he could do to help make somebody's day brighter or easier or better, he would he would do it in a heartbeat. He didn't want to see anybody hurting and he was always just a good servant to mankind in general. I have never personally walked into the presence of anybody that instantly could make me happy or put me in a good mood like he did. He had a magnetic personality. He made friends everywhere he went. He was happy. He was joyful. He was always cracking jokes. He was fun. Yeah, he there wasn't was, anywhere we went doing work when I worked with Dad for a little bit that he didn't get stopped by somebody. And he'd talk to five, six, eight, to ten people going through on the way up to a job site or something because everybody wanted to have a little conversation. You know what? Him. I remember being a kid and being that way. You go to Home Depot to grab something. And yep. every time we went somewhere, grocery store, Home Depot, whatever it is, he always runs into somebody that grabs him and wants to talk to him. Yep. And I'd be that little kid standing there going, "Oh, another person wants to talk to him." Everybody loved him everywhere he went. It's like, when are we going to go, Dad? Come on. And it was a small town, but yeah. still, it was big enough that that was rare. Well, it didn't matter what town Dad was in or where he was. He just he just made new friends every day. That's how he was. I envy that. I, I mean, the irony is now that I, thinking about him being gone, I wish I would have taken on more of his characteristic qualities been more like him. I, I definitely have more of that side about me and my personality I'm a very gregarious person and I love to I'm meet new people I don't well hey it's we're, that's one of the just one of the areas where we're different yeah I wish well I wish I had it but we're I don't, all unique I, I don't have way. it I don't want to say I hate people but a lot of times I get annoyed or disgusted with people and instead of being on the lighter side and happier side accepting side that he lived his life on it's just learning to let all that stuff when it comes at you, instead of letting it hit you, you got to find a way to be more aerodynamic and let it just go around. That's a great word be aerodynamic. Just shed it, let it go right outside. Yeah. And it's not like, like I said, it's not hate. But it's more like people just the way they act and do things. So I get disgusted with people a lot, and I want to love everybody. There's a lot of gaslighting that goes on nowadays, and people a lot of times. If I'm not like make one of in, those, I'm not going to get burn. gaslit by somebody over stupid stuff. It's just I see people and the way they disregard fellow human beings and act all, right. all uh, narcissistic and self-interested and prideful and egotistical and they disgust me seeing people so many people act like that that's because you have the holy spirit in you and and he's teaching you and showing you to hate what he hates and love what he loves uh, hey maybe that's it what it is maybe that's why i'm a hater so <laughs> well I'm, things like that will bother you if you're a real christian that just will because it's it's flying in the face of god and it's blasphemy to him Blasphemy! Just That's what it is. That's what the Bible calls it. Hey, yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah, it's in the Bible. It's blasphemy. So what is new besides all this other shit we're talking about? Uh, Just, you know, had the one-week layoff like everybody else. And it's... Oh, we talked about that. The winter storm of the fucking... of our lifetime, we won't see another winter storm like that here in Texas. We are so used to having mild winters and warm summers. We're not gonna ever have a five-day freeze-in with power going out and water and all the crap that happened here. Tune back in next February to see what happens next year. Yeah, I could be. (laughs) My predictions could be completely wrong, so don't go. This was surprising for me. Bet on any race horses? I tell you to go bet on. I think our weather's in a chaotic state right now for a while, and I don't know that it's gonna change super quickly or anytime. What was weird? didn't you notice winter was super mild and then all of a sudden this bomb dropped january on record this year and then february turns into the most cold ridiculous winter we've had in well for 100 something years for a week it did yeah for this past week it was other than that february hadn't been all bad the first week of february was really nice but the weird thing is it usually isn't one week of you know, below freezing, sub-zero style temperatures. People frozen into their houses, struggling to stay alive because the power company's flipping people's power off and yeah, water and shit. And and, covering the roads, it's like you can't and go then drive d- anywhere. here, here we are. Like instantly, it's a Saturday and it's warmed up past freezing. All of it's melting off now. Just instantly, it, we snapped out of it, and then next week we're gonna be in the 60s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We go down to like, you know, around close to zero degrees. It's all in the mid sixties tomorrow, I think too. That could be weird ass weather. Yeah. What's causing that? Is that global warming? Nope. Grand Solar Minimum. Grand Solar Minimum. I don't know shit about it, but I do know one thing: the Earth and the sun and the moon and everything goes in patterns and goes in turns through the universe to where certain things do end up happening repeatedly at certain times and people want to call it global warming and i say this shit's always happened this is a cyclical pattern that the earth goes through about approximately every four to five hundred years where the sun has inactive times And it's inactive. Inactive. That's a big word. Explain to me and others what inactive means. Well, the sun has... I mean, I couldn't get super technical with you about it because some of that stuff's a little bit over my head because but. it's not inactive it's still active but it's not like what putting out the same the magnetic, energy the magnetic fields on the sun are not putting out the, the same, same juice this near the same energy that it normally would during the regular part of the sun cycle this is something that happens at about the first 20 to 25 years fucking of every sun or 500 year cycle and it goes You know, that bastard, it's never, it's never the same all the time for nothing ever. It's always kind of up and down, but it's, but right now it's either way up or it's way down because just the polarity of the sun and everything. And. I guess the gravitational pull of the earth, the moon and everything else, it's all just, it's worked out where with the sun being inactive, it's like, we're just more susceptible to a lot of the stuff that does come off the sun when it actually does shoot out a gamma ray or something. Right. So it's just causing havoc with our weather here on earth. I'd say if you want to learn more about it, the the best place to go and learn about it would be on BP earthwatch.com. It's a fantastic independent news. And site. you, the, the main thing that matters is the title of what you said. It's the solar Grand solar minimum. Grand solar minimum. Interesting term. I have never researched it or looked it up, but I'd like to know more about it. It's so very legitimate. Grand solar minimum. If you want to know science. what's going on with the weather and you don't want to just believe it's carbon emissions and cows farting, then go look that up. <laughs> well, the last the last time this happened was during the dark ages in the 15 to 1600s. Yeah. And it was cold all over the earth for about, I think, 25, 35 years back then when that happened like it got I've heard so many experts say that global warming is a farce. Not that I don't We're not going to go through an ice age or anything but we could It's not that I don't believe I don't It's not that I'm saying I don't believe that we don't affect our environment It's just that I think we so minusculely impact the environment that it, it's nothing but a propaganda bunch of bullshit to make money. The earth is made to resolve all of its own problems. It doesn't need any help. Yeah. No the, what we we're do. like fucking ants on the goddamn earth and people act like we are fucking yeah. trashing it. We're killing the earth. We're well, yes, the fossil fuels that we burn and doing everything that we do does not cause any damage to the environment. It may cause direct damage to our local environments where we're overusing it and overdoing it some to a certain extent and you'll see small and stuff in the airs but none of that stuff is permanent you know all the carbon emissions get gobbled up by you know the the all the green leafy vegetation on the earth and they help recycle all that stuff and in turn what do they do they give us back oxygen yeah one of the biggest so, providers of oxygen quick cutting is, down trees that might be a good start you know uh, but one of the biggest providers of oxygen too is also the damn sea with all the life form and greenery that grows underneath the ocean and people forget yeah. about that and then You know, there's so many things that put off freaking oxygen. People aren't thinking about that do take in uh, carbon as uh, their energy source. We don't. Obviously, we need oxygen, but they take in carbon. And there's a recycling type energy, the way that it's worked out. I don't know all the details to it, but I do know this. It's ridiculous, a lot of the shit that's stated. And There's too many experts that I've listened to. Even the guy that started the Weather Channel talked about how ridiculous global warming was and explained it in like a 45-minute video I watched. And why the hell does he have any self-interest in telling you that global warming is a farce and that they're just trying to con people into green energy and spending money and scare tactics and stuff like that? Green well, energy wastes more fossil fuels than burning fossil fuels. You know I don't that? know about that, but that's an interesting concept, too. Well, I got that news from my pastor today. One of the well, one of the associate pastors at church. Some pretty interesting stuff, and I'm going to study on that some more tomorrow. But I absolutely would not doubt it that what people think is producing green energy, they're using. I think he said it was like eighty or ninety thousand gallons of crude oil that each one of those windmills takes up and uses every year. I wouldn't doubt it. It It Makes sense. It's got moving parts. Moving parts require lubrication. You're using stuff that it takes for us to to use for cars or any kind of other hydraulic mechanical stuff to make energy and wasting that to make energy then so you can turn around and have more energy it's like well the payback's got to be astronomical for that energy coming back out of that windmill to make it all work and it's not it doesn't add up at all no i've always heard the energy is not the outputs in the negative yeah just about, it's not, not exceptional it, now solar is a different story there's solar technologies come a long ways in the last 10 or 15 years from then to what it is now it's like it's almost cost effective to do it for your home nowadays and it will actually pay you back and Unlike you the, know, the if power you, on the grid. Yeah, if you can send money can back, back to the grid on your own electricity and not have to be stuck out in the cold if we get another cold spell, because it'll even pull and draw energy during the winter and it's got its own heating elements to keep it from freezing up and you know getting damaged by something. Which is cool. I didn't know that. I don't know that they're hail proof, but I think they withstand hail to a certain diameter or whatever. And oh, then after that, man, they're expensive. Damage. That would suck if a well, it's just firm. you cover that under a a, a rider on your homeowners policy and then if something happens it's covered and it's the dedu- you pay your deductible and it gets yeah, everything you absorbed. get everything and on your insurance insurance company pays for it so and there's a lot of programs right now that they're offering to homeowners to go ahead and incentivize you to do that i wouldn't doubt it's it. funny it's like they want you to do that but then it's like they want to do the mm. do everybody on the power grid the way that they're doing it and almost kind of flies in the face of their self and what they're what they're trying to get people to do the There's economy. so much just th- that's duplicitous and doesn't make sense that the government's up to. It's, I think, a lot of it's just to keep us confused and keep us going in circles about something and be divisive. Fear, whatever fear, it is. fear, everybody wants you could to. Name Twenty different topics in the government. You could. Point back to them at just about every single one of them. Not that they do everything wrong, but it's like they they do way more wrong than they do right. <laughs> I don't feel like they have our best interest in mind anymore. It's not. It's supposed to be the government's for the people. They serve us, no. and I don't feel like they do that anymore. They, I feel like they, they use us. Some, they serve somebody above. They them use that, us. That's dictating to them with X amount of dollars or some kind of threat. If you don't do what we want, that this is what we want you to send. Them. I feel this like the we're the with the cattle in their corral at their farm, and that they. Have got a number on each one of us. That's what I feel. Very good. That's what I feel like. Yep, it's. I'd say you're you're pretty close to right on the money there. It's kind of a sick feeling to think that it's turned into that. Just just quit blindly trusting these, you know, people. I want to say some other things, trying to resist a little bit, but just don't believe all the hype and don't don't buy into all this feeling safe about the mask or the vaccines are safe or whatever it is it's like it's there's so many other topics too besides those those are just the ones that are most prevalent one today. thing me and you discussed earlier that this, this is kind of for yourself and come to your own conclusion that was the title of everything. a previous podcast i did about four ago called think for yourself yeah um it is very important to think for yourself and not just trust everything you're told, especially in the mainstream media and, and social media and stuff like that, because it's going to confuse you. It's going to trick you. Well, but if you don't, thing, you're going to be a sheep led to the slaughter. That's what I can tell you. And one thing we talked about earlier that was scary about the vaccines is there's word now that they're starting to talk about in Europe, vaccines so you can work. Like some companies will not hire you or not, not bring sure, you back to work unless you... Agree to take the vaccine. And then they're talking also about traveling. Like you can't travel without a vaccine. If you think we're ever going backwards from where we've been this past year with the corona think, again, it's not going to go backwards and get easier or the mass ain't going to go away. It's just going to get worse. They're just going to find another disease or they're going to say there's a mutation. This is all an excuse for them to come in and take control at some point. You can bet that there's going to be something bigger happen and then that'll be their excuse to come in and send in the National Guard everywhere and try to enforce martial law on people and take everybody's guns away and get you to bow down and do whatever they want. So... Believe it or not, you'll believe it whenever you see it and it happens because it's coming at some point. It's an extremist theory for some. For others, they believe and have known in their hearts that it's coming and believe it's, it's just not that far off. So wherever you stand on it, it's just a different point of view. It's something for you to think about and be aware of. So keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ears open. Listen and watch. See what you can find out because the squeeze is coming like he's saying more and more things just it's not going away once they take they don't give back now the government gets bigger and bigger and what and what more, it'll eventually do is consume itself yeah after more, it consumes us more power more power they're not going to give back the power to the people they take the power from the people that's the problem well, we, we let them we, we let them do it and stand by and let Sadly. it happen so we're just as much at fault you know we're, du- we're duplicitous and all this stuff, and we allow it to happen. That's what's sad about it to me is that people just stand back and watch it go. Oh, it's not too bad. Not that big a deal. Well, they think, oh, well, it's not personally affecting my life, but that's that's how it works. They chisel away at stuff, and then next thing you know, it's like. You're not going to think about it Everybody's it making $15 an hour, and then inflation goes up, and then somebody's making close to what you make, but your money's worth less because they just inflated everybody's wages. Well, guess what? The cost of goods has to go up on everything. Too and guess what, that takes away more of your buying power and your paycheck's worth less, even though you still make the same as you used to. You're man, you're making as much as the burger flipper down the street at McDonald's. And plus, you can't even keep your job unless you get the vaccine. Yeah, well, it's just and see, then that you see opens where all up. this is going, people. Just please wake up. And then you're you're sick and tired of all this shit, so you're like, fuck America, I'm leaving. They're like, oh, you know what, you can't get on the airplane unless you. Take this vaccine to go to Mexico or Canada. There's or whatever no you place you're going to go where you're going to get away from this stuff and and beat it or whatever. They're it's everywhere. This it's is not my body. Yeah. It's my body, and nobody's sticking shit in it in me unless it's by force. I'm going to have to be held down and be forced to take Uh Yeah, I would shit. fight somebody to the death over something like that. Against if they're trying to force something on me against my will, I'm not going to go. I don't know every declaration and constitutional right that we have but i do know that your body is your temple and nobody should have the right to force any drug on you 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 do have freedom and control over your own body and that is in the constitution but i'm not i'm not a well-versed constitutionalist we could do a little bit of research on that and maybe talk about it next time on the show or whatever and maybe have some facts to be able to give people on that. I guarantee you our forefathers put something in there. They were were your forefathers that wrote the constitution and made all these declarations for us. You're supposed to to be born free, but nowadays you are born a slave. I mean, everybody has a birth certificate and that's just a number for them to be able to borrow money against you with other countries because you're working and creating labor for them and their labor force. Yes. No matter what you do, you're, you're a part of this big machine. Yeah, because every single person in the workforce is paying taxes, and that makes you worth some certain amount. That's right. And then that's how deals get done with other countries. Is you know, this this is this is how they work it. It's like a credit system, basically. And that'll be something else that'll happen. You know, the, eventually everything will go completely digital, and your paper money, and your privacy, and your buying. Oh, power that's already will be on, a big completely. deal. Everybody's talking about how paper current, Because you notice one Everybody thing they're pushing is, is crypto, and everything's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, it'll make life easier and more convenient. But you're giving away your freedom when you take on that. And then you you're trying every your purchase, everything you do. There's a record of everything you do for when if that's when that switches over. There'll be a record of everything you do from that point forward. Nobody will be able to not look at your record and see when you bought. Shit, paper the last time at the store to wipe your ass, right? And that's bullshit. I don't want to be tracked. That's an for invasion to do. of your privacy. But there's already people rejecting currency now, like bills and change, because of COVID, because it's dangerous and it's got diseases on it and shit. You know how I feel about everything. Try to move out in the country and become self. Sufficient as good as you can, and try to just take care of yourself. Cause I think the same thing. Eventually, I just get out there it's and tr- gonna hit the fan, and and stuff will get crazy. i just get out there, man. It'll be too late. I got the country next to you, and I'll trade you some pigs for some broccoli. Yeah, and, and we'll be good. Maybe I'll give you a couple chicken feet if I'm in a good mood that day too. Or hey something. man, give me some chicken feet. I'll give you some cheesecake. <laughs> hey, now we're talking my love language. Yeah, I see. That's how you can do it the old school way, bartering. That's right. You don't have to have money or some form of currency or whatever it is, digital or otherwise. I'm seeing, uh, like I told you, this one biohacker I know is setting up a regenerative community where everybody's buying in at twenty five thousand. They get a quarter acre plot and they get to have a house on it, and it's a, the community helps out. Everybody has a position. You know, you're a farmer. Um, you're taking care of the livestock. Uh, you're doing the power for the community. You're doing this for the community. Everything's going to be independent. The only thing that won't be is like Wi Fi. They're going to run in Wi Fi um, via lines. So Hard, that it, hardwired connection, hardwired connection, so it's not being that's that's blasted. better. That's better than radiation blasting you on. Right. So it's not blasted in by Wi-Fi that's, routers. That's great, as long as they're not right next to a cell phone tower somewhere in the vicinity. <laughs> this this person I'm talking about won't be. Trust me. Yeah, it'll well, be. I, I know. I'm just. It's, it'll, it'll be just in the middle. Just another of obvious it. point for, for painting a picture in people. Yeah, heads. it'll be in the middle of nowhere. So. And then everybody in the community will be able to barter and do things to take care of one another. They'll provide, hey, we, we thrive. They're going to make way. products and stuff like that. They can sell out to bring money into the community too. So if they need money for things, it's a really smart idea and thrive that way for hundreds and hundreds of years going all the way back before Jesus. That's the way that things probably work the best. And that's the way that you keep a truth. Then you have name. a tribe. You have a community that everybody, that's exactly what I everybody was knows say, yeah. each other. You love each other. You watch out for each other. You know, the man that butchers your meat, you know, the person personally that teaches your kid at school. You know whoever's banking and doing all your bank stuff in town. Wow, how it's weird would that be? relationships. That's so like... It's the opposite of what you get now. You're talking like early eighteen nineteen hundreds. 1900s. Yeah. Nobody experiences that anymore. It's gone. Oh, it was around way before that, but that's just when it all came just about to a grinding halt or things started to change and pivot the other way Yeah, technology. So it'd be nice to see communities where people know each other once again and Mm -hmm. have that closeness and the ability to have a a, a close tribe. It's like we we all knew all of our neighbors growing up on the same street. We knew just about everybody. Yeah, we did. We could walk to anybody's house. We had a friend around and the the neighbors would come over and knock on the door once in a while and say hi to dad or dad walk over and say hi to them. We were friends with their kids. They were friends. You know, it's just and I'm not trying that's, to be... That's gone nowadays. It's doesn't I'm exist. I'm not trying to join in with everybody else, but I don't know my fucking neighbors. I never go by and talk to anybody. It's like everybody stays locked in their house now. Nobody talks to one another. Everybody's isolationist. You, you can't even... There's a lot of times it's like you'll be somewhere in town. It's like you wave at some people and they look at you like you're some kind of psycho or something. It's like, hey, it's just I a common people... courtesy thing. I'm trying to just be friendly and nice to you. All you got to do is just acknowledge me back smile and wave or something or just make a friendly gesture? Is it that difficult? Well, people, this one thing that's interesting to me is like people are like zombies. Everybody's staring at their phone walking around now. They're in a trance. Like everybody's in a trance on their phone. This thing has a magic spell cast on everybody. And it's not just this, it's television and all the entertainment industries and stuff too. Jonathan brought up something interesting to our podcast. He said that it's called the black mirror. And the black mirror is something the Bible. that goes back, into, it goes back into religious text and into witchcraft. It's, it's in Bible prophecy, yeah. It is. Yeah, he said it's evil. It and is. And he said you're looking into a black mirror on your cell phone and there's something about it that is sucking yeah. the sucking the souls of mankind. It doesn't look black when you have it on, but turn it off and see what color it looks like. It's a black mirror. And you can, you can see your reflection. And you can see your freaking soul. You're right up there in it. You're looking yeah. at it. Yeah. It's weird, and the way he put it to me like that, it kind of gave me goosebumps and made me like I had the chill I was he's, Like, oh he's it's Fucking, not, he's not just giving a biblical perspective; he's giving you a spiritual perspective because the spirit world's real, whether you believe it or not, too. And it it's all around us all the time, and there's good and bad spirits everywhere. I wish I could be more in contact with that. Maybe I don't. Maybe that'd be a stupid wish to make. I'd probably have you demons but don't, know, you don't know. me on this plane. You don't know <laughs> who or what you're talking to outside of you know praying with God. I would just keep it simple at that for me. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to see demons. It's almost I don't need like that shit in my life. It's just it's yeah. the same difference is trying to mess around with a Ouija board. That's just you don't do. Stuff you know I've like done that. that. Yeah, we both, when we were kids, but it's like, I, you wouldn't get me within 10, 15, 20 feet of one of them things now. It's like, it's just somebody's playing with that, it's like, hey, y'all have a good night. I'm out of here. Yeah. You remember all the weird stuff that used to happen around the house for yes, several years? Yes, TV we, turning itself on and off and weird sounds, weird noises, uh, weird just, shit just The VCR would just, all the electronics would just do weird, random stuff. Yeah, sometimes two or three in the morning. Back then, it's like the TV and the radio would come on and just be blaring real loud, and then all of a sudden, it'd go right back off. And it seemed in coordination. Grandma would think it was us up in there jacking around in the living room and come in there, you know, all screaming mad. And it's like, we weren't even out of bed. We were just laying there. It seemed in relation with timing of the Ouija board, too, which is ironic, Coincidental, who knows? But it may seem harmless and fun, but let me assure you, it's there's some doors and stuff involved with all that, as far as dark spirits and evil things that you do not want to unlock and mess with and invite into your life. I was willing to take the risk back then. Now I don't get by a talking for it. to who or whatever it is. You're inviting that stuff into your life. It's not worth it. Don't play with that fire. Truth. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm not ever gonna. Be. I say this out of love for everybody. I really do. Well, we know we've been there. We've had the, like I said, I, I know s- it's real.
1: <laughs> I was,
0: I was deep into the occult texts and satanic books and necronomicons and all the yeah. weird shit back then, and Ouija boards, playing around with them, and yeah, you know. and that's probably a lot to do with Evil Dead, so. I remember. I, yeah, see, we'll do we watched fun, that a bunch. funny movie. Well, I, I, I've renounced all that kind of stuff and don't partake in any of that anymore and don't plan to in the future. But, uh, yeah, that's where we had a lot of those ideas come from and not, not the greatest of ideas. Well... I love Bruce Campbell. I love Evil Dead. I love Sam Raimi. Sure, I thought he was funny. Bruce Campbell's a great actor, but it's just, I'm just not into that kind of stuff anymore. Anything like that. Just, God doesn't want me consuming that and putting it in my brain. You know, I just, I don't think he wants any of us doing it. But for me especially, I know it's a no-no. Yeah. Makes sense horror movies are fun they tap into something primeval and kind of raw and uh, it's a it's it hits that adrenaline that adrenaline like you know makes sure. you makes you ah you scream, you yell, you jump, blah, blah, blah. You get a people, dopamine response. From yeah, that. people love that. Just that adrenaline feeling they get from being scared from watching horror movies. And I get it. It's fun. Just to get a reaction out of yourself. But I did it for many years. I basically. loved it. Just like you. When we were younger, it was a blast. And I got to the point where I literally couldn't get scared by anything I watched. But now, I think on to watch terms, it. Yeah. Like on an, it's different to me. The way I soak it up now, it's like... Lots of the horror movies make me sick and I just don't wanna fuck with them. I just I don't They're care. not appealing for me. No, at all. it's like this ain't doing anything watching somebody getting sliced into little pieces like a steak and some guy love fucking a dead corpse. I, I don't need to do that doesn't do shit for me. I'd rather watch a good movie than that. I like some of the older movies and, and I seem to can watch some of the older stuff and by the older I mean anything pre two thousand and even at that some of the stuff was getting kind of like where it's it kept getting worse and worse like they wanted to make it more realistic more traumatic for you to watch it wasn't campy it wasn't fun it wasn't like Jason and Freddy movies it wasn't like the evil dead it's gotten to the point where they want to make it as realistic as possible and make you sick sick and disgusted as they possibly can by presenting an image to you as realistic as possible and as scary and shocking as possible and I don't give a fuck for that no me either I'd rather watch a, a cool movie you know some good acting and a good story something like that but not a horror. like Braveheart yeah well that's old school I mean I like old westerns personally you know me I'm shoot em up western I watched a new yeah. one that was pretty cool you might consider watching with Gerard Butler called Greenland and it's about if it's real gory probably not no 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 it's not a horror movie it's called... George, yeah, Gerard but Butler how, doesn't... Have, you know how Django and a few of those other, like, Western movies were that Quentin Tarantino did? They were, like, pretty... Gerard different. Butler, not, not Quentin Tarantino. No, I know. I'm just using him as an example, the director Quentin Tarantino. Oh, know Ger- they're two Quentin different. Tarantino's over the top about blood spraying and splattering over... Well, I just, I'm just saying I don't know what kind of movie it is or who directed it. It's just... It's just a apocalyptic end of the world scenario with a comet that's in a collision course for the earth they think it's going to pass close by but they end up being wrong and they only have 48 hours to evacuate people and get the select few that the government chooses that can rebuild the infrastructure of the earth, doctors, things like that. They gotta get and them get on the them, ship and get out. Not, 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 not get them on ships, get them into bunkers underneath the earth. Oh. Because there's gonna be multiple ones. Yeah, that'll be them. in Colorado and Utah when they do all that, when that happens. They went to Greenland. That's the, uh, the name of the movie's Greenland. They got sure. secret bunkers in Greenland. They could. So, but Greenland's been frozen over just until the last 20, 30 years. It's finally thought out for the first time supposedly in the earth's modern history since we've been here yeah so that's pretty good because one thing we don't take for i mean we don't take it seriously but apocalyptic events could seriously something could happen tomorrow like a volcano that's active right now could blow up in uh yellowstone park uh there could be a comet come to earth and and we don't see it until it's too late because it's moving at such a high speed and it's a life ender like if something like like the dinosaur age like it's gonna wipe out 80 to 90 percent of life on earth It be because god gets upset enough with his people he's like i'm done and he would finish it but he's done that already with the flood and then some other things, there was a couple times throughout biblical history where he did some stuff and wiped a bunch of people out too. But we're, we're coming to a crux of everything and as far as biblical prophecy goes, I believe. It's I definitely don't forecast something. like apocalyptics type uh, activities happening anytime soon. but I don't think it's going to happen necessarily to tomorrow or this next I year. just wanted to pitch that out to, to you. I don't know if you want to watch it, but it's not bloody gory. It's just a good scenario type movie like if this happened, what the hell would people do? <laughs> what you about know? Day After Tomorrow? It's very similar to Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, where everything freezes over in New York yeah. and across the top half of the United States. You know that movie is But even though they don't say it then, that's based off of a lot of the theories and models for the grand solar minimum. If things were to go extreme chaotic here in America today with that kind of scenario, that would be like absolute worst case. But it's like then on the flip side of that, you don't just get extreme winter, you get extreme spring, summer, fall and everything else. All the other seasons, hurricanes get more extreme and bigger. Thunderstorms get bigger, you know, bigger tornadoes. It's like everything just gets (laughs) everything's fucking crazy, exponential until all of a sudden there's just one big storm on the earth that comes to destroy everybody. And it's like, what are you? I almost wish something like that would happen so everybody would wake up and go, you know what? Fuck you, government. Fuck you all. Everybody else that's causing all this bullshit—it's petty now we have something real to worry about instead of all this stupid shit that people talk about and make up every day. Who gives a fuck about COVID? Who gives a fuck about your feelings getting hurt over being called or not not being uh, respected as a lesbian or um, you're not being uh, taken care of as a whatever uh, fucking, I don't know. There's so many people crying these days, I don't even know what to call all of them, but you know, Snowflakes. Snowflakes is the general best term, but they all have their own little different segments and categories of lifestyle sure. and life in this world that it's fuck them all. Anyways, I'm tired of caring about everybody and they're, they're yeah, crying yeah, and whining yeah. about stuff that really doesn't matter. 50 different genders. I would like, yes, or more. I would like to see something happen so traumatic, so big, so grand on scale, it would pull everybody together and make them stop worrying about stupid shit that is propaganda and being pulled over their eyes to blind them to the truth of why we're alive and everybody just come together and go, you know what? If we want to stay alive, we got to work together. True enlightenment is learning to think for yourself and not just stand by and take the spoon fed crap that somebody gives you every day and just accept it as truth without questioning it. Good point. So I mean, that's it, in a nutshell. I, I know this is repetitive stuff, but it's something that I just am very passionate about. And all I was trying, trying to say is, a to, free thinker Well, I'm too. Well, all I was trying to say is, if you need to see a good apocalyptic ending of the world type movie, watch Greenland. Because most, yeah most movies have sucked as of late that I've watched there was there's one not that, a whole lot of new stuff I feel like I'm missing anything you there know? was one multi-million dollar Jackie Chan Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that was done overseas and came here like it was called Iron Mask or something it was so horrible I turned it off love yeah. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan I adore them well, both I, I grew up with them but I literally almost wanted to hang myself by the ceiling fan watching the movie it was so freaking horrible (laughs) I couldn't believe they did it and they spent millions of dollars to make this movie I hope it did something overseas for them to recoup what they spent on it but it was one of the most horrible movies I've ever seen in my life (laughs) unbelievable just goes to show if you got the money it's like the actors don't care they'll show up and still do the movie I'm like did you not read the script and go this is fucking stupid a kid wrote this this is ridiculous so, yeah. Well, hey, not everybody that's doing that kind of stuff has good morals. It's just it, it's like everything else in life. People want to choose the easy way, hit the easy button, and guess what? That's usually just going to make it more difficult on you, and then things aren't going to go the way you want them to. And the it's easy going to take a lot longer. To so do. easy. Well, there's just not in one, the long run. It doesn't exist. It's a the easy it's a fable. Button. It's a myth. It is. It's a trick. You hit that easy button, but it ain't easy. It leads to something hard. It's better just to go ahead and face something hard so you get to something easy. Because then you earn earn something easy when you work hard. Yeah. So what are you doing tomorrow? You going to church early? Oh, yeah. My normal routine. Okay. I'm not. I'm going to the gym. That's my church. Ah that's okay well hey we've all got our things so. yeah i have a spiritual uh meeting there i do mine usually in the mornings when i'm driving somewhere yeah every day like t- today was not an exception I had a probably about a good 35 minutes or th- so maybe about half an hour something like that 30 35 minutes with the lord today and it was just it's always what i need he's he's got me i mean and it's He gives me strength when I need it. He, when I'm at the gym, goofy as it may sound, when I need to do a heavy lift, I call on him. Please don't let me get her from doing squats today. Please get Lord, when I squat down at the bottom of this, Don't let that turd that I'm (laughs) choking on right now fall out of my ass. No, I say, I don't say that, but I mean, it's call on him when I need him during certain moments of focus and strength because I need that little extra. And, uh, Funny as it may sound, I don't mind calling on the Lord for that. God's your personal trainer. How many people can say that? Yeah, so you can use him anytime, anywhere. That's You'd right. be surprised at how mentally he can just change your strength, your He can the way engineer you circumstances tailored to whatever it is that you have going on. If he thinks it's gonna put you where he wants you to be and he can change things for you. You just have to be willing, like we said earlier, to submit. And put it all on the line and lay it down and let him take over the wheel. Yeah. So you're going to church in the morning. I am going to the gym in the morning. Mm -hmm. And Evan, Evan, is your son's going to church with you? Oh, yeah. Every time I go. Mom, is she hurt? Can she go? Uh, I don't think she's able to get out right now. She's still supposed to be on a wait list for surgery on her hip. Okay. Well, that's at least you and little man are going. That's good. I hope mom gets feeling better. Yeah. No, we're not going to. Yeah, we'll we'll still go by and visit her after. Yeah. October, so it'll be all right. Hopefully she gets feeling better. We've got a we r- got another, routine that we do. With we her. got another family member that's down and out with some uh, health issues. Uh, Aunt Linda with her she back. Had, she had her neck, her some of her vertebrae some of her fused, spinal cord fused together good god I feel so sorry I think, for her I want to say at least, much love at to least, you Linda if you're listening to this hope you're feeling better hope least. everything is healing speed, quickness I talked to her yesterday uh, yeah but she had like two or three vertebrae in her neck that she had real bad damage to and they were just literally disintegrated holy shit I'm scared to get an MRI done on my back someday because I'm scared that they're going to find, like, pieces of your... your sp- well, her vertebrae your, your, your vine. crumpled the, into powder. Her vertebrae was that bad. But that's what I'm thinking. Like, like what I'm saying is, like, I'm I'm scared I'm going to get an MRI someday, and they're going to go, like, you have a... We don't know how you... There's powder back there um, in the shape of a spine, but there is no solid bone... <laughs> We don't know how you're standing up. You're a medical miracle. And then about that time they go like this and it's like, yeah, I turn into a piece of jello and flop on the ground. Yeah, you become like the big blob and slither. Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> slither was a good one. Yeah. As far okay. as goofy horror movies go, Oh yeah, that was that. I will admit, I laughed pretty hard. <laughs> that. that was ridiculous. It was like you thought Job of the Hut was big. Wait till you see this thing. Me and Jonathan had a discussion about Jeff Ogle, and we called him Job of the Hut on here during the interview. Oh, yeah. Did you hear it? No, I didn't hear it. Yeah, it's gonna part. It's it. part three. We talked about Jeff, and we ended up calling him Job of the Hut. I fucking died laughing over that. It was so fucking funny. Hey, it's all fair. But we showed him praise too. I mean, we had some fun poking fun at Jeff who couldn't we I mean Jeff could poke fun at me and I'm sure he would have some giggles saying shit about me but he'll self-deprecate but we paid respect to him too for his strong points his genius and his personality strengths that he has too but just that joking around that that we had slicker than a cucumber I mean he can sell ice to an Eskimo he's got gifts that he's not using that's all me and Jonathan went over and and, you know they might have got twisted into the darkness during certain periods of his life he needs to find Jeff and find who he really is to be able to tap into all that yeah but me and you don't where he's had to say anything bad about him and i don't want not, to and he's had bad parts of his life i have to you have to so no judgment necessary but making fun about the job of hut thing he's went through a fat part of his life and he was kind of a gelatinous piece of crap slithering around on the ground and that's why we brought it up and it was a yeah. joke because of course he's never been a fattest job of the hut but it was no just, he was a little husky when we were kids though yeah and his name was fat and that was the joke because I oh, fat his nickname's Fat. Just he call him a, Fat. Don't call him Jeff. Call him Fat. He, he had a few <laughs> other nicknames, too, but we didn't, we didn't, yeah, we won't get into those. That's, that's oh, just nicknames. Us. Kids always got to have nicknames. So. Yeah, well, hey, I'll give the guy a little bit of grace. I'm not going to sit here and go all that far with all that. Nobody needs to be completely thrown under a bus. Well, all I know is that every time you come, we have a great conversation. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Yep, you got me drunk again. It's your fault. Ah, you're not drunk. You just got a little buzz. I've got a buzz. And then just you're having, cheesecake drunk. Having dinner, I just, man, it was 14, ate, 1,400 calories in cheesecake. And then I had like 600 calories just for my meals. So you might have like, knocked down 2,000 calories. So it's oh, going I did easy. And I was going easy on everything but the cheesecake. You'll sleep good, man. Oh, yeah. I'll sleep like a rock. A nice little family get together with some good food. Hell, we deserved it. Yeah, I was hoping to get to play the guitar with you a little bit more, but I don't I don't see it happening now. I think like. me and you are both about trash because we're trying to hang on doing this conversation, but I could fall asleep like almost instantly right now. Yeah, I'm 30 minutes away from for sure being asleep. And since we're so damn close to that, I don't want to keep talking on the microphone and end up falling over snoring and slobbering on the microphone uh, for the podcast. So we might as well go ahead yeah, and call it. Yeah, it's not waterproof. No, <laughs> definitely not. Well, Jason, thanks for having me again. It was awesome. Uh, It's always a blast getting to do these with you. And you folks out there know that, listen, for some reason, you all like it when he's on. So I invite you to come back every time possible that you can do it. Sure. Because the ratings are great when you're on here. I don't know why people like to hear you talk because you're a piece of shit. Just like you. Ah, that was a good joke. Anyways, no, I love you. People obviously like your conversation because it's genuine. It's authentic. It's real. And that's what people like is people that keep it real. That's why people are listening. Amen. So me and you, we're keeping it. We're keeping it real. You're keeping it real. You're shooting straight interesting dialogue that's all people want to hear so hey we're glad jack's back on keep it real and i'm gonna have my brother back as often as i can because the dialogue's great we go over many subjects um you've fo- got so much stuff we talk about we haven't even come close to touching on here yet so we won't run out of material there's never going to be an end to the material <laughs> so anyways we talked about almost two hours now so Thank you folks for joining in here and listening along with us in Podcast Land. We love you all very much and appreciate you joining us. Give him a like, a subscribe, and by God, hit him hit him with some do re me if you appreciate his show. I mean, That's the main thing, man. It's, uh, he's he's Jack's promoting me right now. But the main thing is I am not ashamed to ask that I could use your support. So go to anchor.com. Anchor.fm.com, but um, anyways, you'll see my link to get to this podcast, and when you do, you can actually donate a dollar a month to the show that's bare minimum. Now, you can donate more if you want, and I definitely will not stop you from doing that. With a five spotter, I'll take a 10, 5, whatever, 15. What gimme. I'll take it. Send that blessing on over. If you can, yeah, if you can support me, that would be wonderful. I would greatly appreciate it. And whatever podcast site you're on right now, like review, say something. Yeah. Let's get some feedback. And then then you guys think I got an email. Contact keepingitreal at gmail.com. Contact keepingitreal at gmail.com. Send me a question. Get some good show up. Give ideas. me some feedback. Or Send it our way. Whatever. So, thank you guys for showing up and listening in on this conversation with Jackers here. Uh, we're very happy you came in, and there'll be another episode coming up soon. So, for this evening, anyways, we're done. We're wasted. Keep it real. Wasted on cheesecake and whiskey, so it's over now. So have a great evening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, folks. Bye. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts in their material and deliver it to you, but please do all of this at your own risk. Keep it.